Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swam, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, the CEO at Finn, and I am joined once again by Ian Richardson, Principal Consultant at Fox & Crow. Hey, Ian, how are you doing today? Man, I'm awesome, Connor. How are you doing, man? If I were any better, I'd be a twin. I'm, uh, I'm living the dream, whatever you'd like to put in there. There you go, man. That's the way to be. So we had you on the previous episode where we talked about sales process and, and where MSPs can get that wrong, how they should get that right, how they should reframe messaging. And today we're talking about, honestly, what a successful sales process uh, properly implemented would result in, which is an exit opportunity or exiting as an MSP. Um, so question I have for you is when should an MSP begin preparing if they want to exit? When should that preparation start? That probably should have started yesterday. And like, I hate those tongue in cheek answers, but I'll, I'll kind of talk through this. Like it, 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 the easiest way for me to do this is, is my own experience. I had an MSP for 16 years. And when I sold my MSP, I was like two years past my sell by date. Like you ever take that, that thing of milk off the shelf in the fridge and you pour it in your coffee. And then like these little weird, like it's like cheese floating around the coffee. And you're like, well, Dump that out. None of that. That ain't happening today. That's what was going on in my world, right? Like I was being poured into the boiling hot area that is running an MSP and I was past due to get out. Like you, you can't do that. And so if you run into that situation like I did, I had to do a fast sale because I couldn't do it anymore. Um, a, a historical mentor of mine is a guy named Tom Patterson. Tom died a few years back, and I, I use a lot of his body of work in strategic planning for people, for, for individuals and organizations. And Tom described burnout in an interesting way that I hadn't heard before, that burnout is a, is a one-way door. Like you can get close to burning out, but once you burn out on something, you're done. That door is shut. Your life has to pivot. You can no longer do that. And technology and I, I am burned out on being involved and even enjoying technology because of how far it was. And a lot of guys that I talk with and gals, people are kind of like dancing on that fence. Like I'm so tired of running an infrastructure managed services company. And if you're getting to that tired point, it's hard to do the really, really intentional steps that can add whole digits onto your exit valuation. So if you're in an MSP right now and you're happy, you're healthy, you're growing, today's the day to start preparing for exit and getting your business into a shape where you're running it like you're about to sell it tomorrow because you never know when tomorrow like becomes today. Something can happen. Your, your kid, your wife could get sick of, of key client, like any number of things could happen. And, you know, knock on wood that nothing happens to anyone listening. But it's so much better to be prepared to sell whenever, because then when you want to sell, you can. That makes a ton of sense. Hey, uh, I'm not a big fan of lawyers, but my lawyer had a quote um, that he told me um, that always stuck with me. 
Um, so he's done a whole bunch of acquisitions, both on the acquiring side and the being acquired side. And now he has his own legal firm and he does all of that professionally. And he always said the only thing that kills deals is time. Time kills all deals. It's 100%. not some kind of, it's usually not some kind of disagreement between the parties. It's timing. And he looked at it through the lens of, let's say somebody comes to you tomorrow and says, I want to buy you. And your answer is, well, give me three months to prepare everything so I can present to you. They're like, nope, I'm prepared to buy today. I'm not prepared to buy three months from now. I'm going to go to the next one and they'll be prepared and I'll buy them instead. Uh, I imagine a very similar thing for MSPs as well. Also, 100% because the the people who are buying MSPs, right? Like they're there are the non-serious, but everybody's a buyer in the MSP market. Every MSP that's two, three, four million, whatever, oh, well, we're going to acquire. And they have no pipeline. They have no funnel. They have no anything, right? And my, my friend Adam Kerrigan over at ITS has this great questionnaire that he'll walk people through to lead them to the reality of you're not really a buyer. You're, you're just, you're idealistically, you're aspirationally a buyer. It's, it's not true. But the ones who are buying are looking they're prospecting. They're treating it just like non-organic growth is treated just like organic growth. They have a sales process for acquisition. They have a team around that sales process. They have milestones and actions and activities to fill the funnel at the top, which leads to acquisitions at the bottom. And if you're not ready to hop into that funnel, this is a plenty of fish play. Hey, there are tens of thousands of MSPs in North America. And I don't care if you are essentially like if you are a Detroit-based MSP. Well, guess what? There are a bunch of other Detroit-based MSPs and I'm you're just a name on my list. You're not ready to sell? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, I want to buy now, just like you said. So they're going to go to the next one. So having your ducks in a row so that when someone comes and says, hey, we're looking to buy in your market, well, what's it hurt to have the conversation? All right, tell me the conversation. You would be surprised at what will happen. So I, I have a client, and I'm not going to give anything around geography, but I will say around like numerical items. They had a professional valuation. They, they came to me because they were thinking about selling. And they had a professional valuation from an accountant, certified valuator, et cetera, that came out, hey, it's worth $2.5 million. Like, And they said, no. Asterisks, not to a strategic buyer, but just like run of the mill, someone would buy this for two and a half million or so. And all said and done, when they walk away from their final payout, they'll probably have between 10 and $12 million. So from two and a half to 12, it's almost a 6x return there over what was written on paper to what they're going to walk away with. So if like anyone who says the M&A market isn't hot in our space, that the market's cooling down, people are keeping their powder dry, et cetera, like they are high. And I would like some of what they have because that is an altered reality state that sounds super fun to explore. But just start working on it today. And like you don't have to build Rome in a day. This is just like any other initiative. Just chip away at a little bit down the, at a time. But if you're trying to go from zero to hero, it's a heck of a lot harder to say than when Connor knocks on your door and says, Hey, we're buying in your market. You're like, well, you know, I've actually been working on prepping. So like I'm 70% of probably through a due diligence package. So let's have a conversation. You suddenly like you've set the stage, like, all right, well, I understand you're working on some things and we'll talk through that. Like you, you officially are, are a more mature target than the person who has nothing ready. And that puts you at the top of the pile because nobody's preparing right now. Yeah. It also, uh, 
it makes the potential acquirer believe uh, that you your business is more mature. It's factually more mature. If you are tracking the metrics that they care about, that they'll want to see and they'll want to understand so that when they acquire you, they know how it's going to lead to them getting uh, more revenues, more profits, and greater expansion into a geographic location. This um, interesting, this, this, this MSP that you were working with that had that, you know, professional valuation come in and then they ended up getting much more. What was the difference maker? What allowed that to happen for them? So like the, the, there's a lot of different things there. The number one thing, and this is universal across any industry, get your books in order. Have your numbers make sense. Don't be doing the nonsense. Don't buy your Tesla through your business and all that type of stuff. Like have your P&L and your balance sheet organized and healthy and be running your business by your number, by the numbers. Like if you're not doing that, get into a peer group. They're probably the most effective way, right? Taylor, IT Nation, Evolve, whatever, Pika. I don't care what flavor of peer group you get into. But get into a peer group and get into it yesterday and get your stuff aligned. Um, but these guys had their numbers make sense. And the thing about someone looking at to acquire you is if your numbers make sense and they're like, oh, well, hey, all the numbers are organized. I can track everything. I could track the ad backs, right? Like, hey, here was a, a one-time expense that isn't normal. That would be an ad back. If your numbers make sense, you've automatically set a floor. Well, look, if their numbers are organized, probably the rest of this is organized. You haven't thrown up a red flag. Um, the other thing that that business did is they had a plan around exiting. So they, before they started soliciting offers, they had been executing a plan. And one of the big executions was cross-training of all their leadership and business continuity around ownership. So the owners had a bunch of really highly technical, like not technical MSB technical, but just complex, I guess, items that only they did. They documented every single part of that. Here's how I do this. Here's how I do that. They hadn't necessarily cross-trained everything, but they had created the documentation so that if two weeks after the close happens, someone gets hit by a bus, again, knocking on wood, like, okay, we've got the documentation down. So getting your ducks in a row around ownership and around senior leadership and making truth clear around, hey, here's the hole. This is only one person knows how to do that. Well, if you'd know that, and you have it fully documented, then you can start to cross-train and mitigate those risks in the business. They had really organized books. They had a really solid risk mitigation strategy. And the third part is that they, I mean, and this is not tooting my own horn, but they retained outside counsel to help them. One of the problems in the space is that we're all really, really smart people. A lot of MSP owners are used to being one of the smartest people in their rooms at their company and, and they're all really smart. But the folks on the other side of the table, the buyers in this space do this professionally. You are gonna sell a business maybe once or twice in your life as the average MSP owner. The buyers who are buying MSPs do this every month. They do it all the time. They might close four MSPs in a single month. You're doing it once. So getting people, getting counsel who are dispassionate and outside and not in the thick of it and not going to get emotional, who can counsel and advise you is wise. Otherwise, you're going to like make some easy, avoidable mistakes. I, I had a conversation with that owner and he's like, man, I, I wish I had done this. And I was like, oh, well, just go ask. He said, what do you mean go ask? I said, call him up and go ask, man. You got his phone, ask. 
and he asked and he got what he wanted. Yeah. But like, you, you can't see that, right? Like you and I talking about it, it's like, okay, well, if you want something, ask for it. That's a no brainer. It's a duh. But when you're in the space, you're going to be so emotionally tied up in it. You won't be able to see it. So get outside counsel and listen to them. Those are probably yeah. the top big three things that got them six X return right there. I always say, uh, never say no for the other side. That, you know. Right. <laughs> You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's right. Ian Richardson. <laughs> Ian Richardson. Yeah, now we're three levels deep. That's um, right. <laughs> for folks who wanted to learn more about you or more about Fox and Crow, where would you suggest they go? Yeah. Um, head over to our website, foxcrowgroup.com. Uh, you have a lot of resources there, especially around due diligence. There's a due diligence package that's coming out in December that's available for folks. And I'm crazy active on LinkedIn. Ian Alexander Richardson's my full name. If you just do LinkedIn slash in slash Ian Alexander Richardson, you go right to my profile. Love to connect on there and interact and provide value if I can. Awesome. For folks who have been listening or watching, we'll have links uh, wherever you're watching or, or consuming this to Ian and to Fox and Crow so that you can connect. If you'd like, learn a little bit more, go go take that due diligence package. Uh, if uh, if this is, you're watching this after December, 2023. Um, Ian, thanks so much for joining me today and, and talking about that mindset around exit, when you should start preparing. I, I thought it was a, a really great conversation. Oh, hey, it's my privilege, Connor. Thanks for having me on, man. Awesome. Anytime. Uh, for folks who have been watching or listening this whole time, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for joining me and Ian, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high-quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.